What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Uh, I just came back from a little trip out in California. It was absolutely amazing. Um, feels good to be back, back into the routine of things. Went out for a few days, but man, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you what, Laguna, <laughs> Laguna Beach, uh, the, just the whole Orange County. I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous out there. It's unbelievable. Um, just saw things that, uh, that I've never seen before. I've never been out in Cali. And so, um, definitely a special place, a lot of fun, happy to be back and, um, happy to be back into the swing of things. And, um, I was actually out there checking out, um, a couple treatment centers, uh, by the same owners that, that I might start working with and, and uh, it's exciting, you know, it's a new chapter. And, uh, but anyway, it's good to be back. Wanted to, um, this episode, I'm going to be talking about what to do after a relapse. You know, we don't, we don't obviously shoot for or aim for relapse, but the, the truth of the matter is that it happens uh, for many, many, many people that are trying to get sober, that are in recovery. It's just, a, it's just um, a lot of people say, relapse is a part of recovery. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I will say it's a part of many people's story in recovery. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, for instance, I have, uh, I do have relapse in my story. I, I did uh, relapse when I was about nine months clean when I was 20 years old. Or was I? No, I think it was 19. E either way. Um, I don't think it I'll put it to you this way. It does not need to be a part of your recovery. You know, if this is your first go around it at getting clean, you don't ever have to go back. You know, you just got to keep it in the day and keep it simple. But like I said, the truth of the matter is that it does happen for the majority. And, um, but, um, I, I think, I don't think I know what, what comes with people that go through relapsing and going back and realizing that they made a mistake. They're, they're oftentimes comes, shame, guilt, remorse, regret, self-pity. And, um, you know, it's a really negative space to be in. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing positive in being in being in those thought patterns and that negative cycle. Uh, it's just very easy to get there, you know, because I mean, let's face it. The reason why we get sober in the first place is because we realize that there is a problem and that this clearly isn't working out for us one way or another. And so when sometimes it's very, it looks enticing, whether you have 10 days or 10 years, somewhere along the line, you get to a place where you feel like getting high is, is the solution, whether it be temporary or long term. Uh, you think for you might have a brief uh, lapse of judgment and, and forget why we're, we're getting clean in the first place and why this is important to us. And it becomes enticing. It could look ro you could look romantic. You could, And what I mean by that, you could romanticize it. And when we don't tell other people that can help hold us accountable what's going on in our head, a lot of people end up relapsing. And now there's many there's many different reasons for relapse, you know, and, and I've gone over some of this in previous episodes. And I think one of the biggest, definitely two of the biggest contributors is, is, um, 
is anger and resentment, you know, having being bitter as a person and, and not being able to work that out internally, um, is a huge, huge contributor to relapse. Also, there could be other things like something as simple as not, uh, being bored, you know, being bored and not being productive with your time, having a lot of downtime and, and isolating is a, is another big one, you know, not having people like that you can, you have in your corner or being, uh, having some type of support system. A lot of people that end up isolating and end up, um, getting clean on their own and don't have people to bounce their ideas off of and just just being able to be a human being you know like having people you could laugh with and talk with one of the things that addiction does is it really isolates us it does a great job of isolating us from absolutely everything that we need for ourselves and and a big part of that is human connection so a lot of addictions end up being in isolation and end up in really nasty spots where you don't feel like you have anybody. And so when you get clean, this is why it's so crucial. It's, it's very important to get connected with, with people that we can relate to. And so isolation is a big contributor to relapse as well. Um, I mean, another thing is self-pity, you know, and, and, and some of these emotions that we actually feel uh, after a relapse, you know, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy really. Cause most of the time, like I said before, people get, um, filled with remorse and regret because they realize, man, why did I, you know, why did I do this? This wasn't even, this wasn't even what I romantic, uh, romanticized in my head that it was going to be, this sucks. And we, it's easy to get in these loops of self-pity and then it just ends up being a revolving door. You get high because you feel bad and, and then you feel bad again and then you just do, you know, it's easy to get into this pattern. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about what it is that you got to do um, after a relapse, if this ever does happen. And, and I hope that this obviously doesn't happen because I know how shitty of a place it is to be in um, when you when you realize that you made a mistake. And, and one thing to keep in mind is that, listen, like everybody makes mistakes, you know what I mean? And we're all gonna, we're all gonna have failures along the way. That's just what life is about. It's not even just about recovery or addiction. It's just, this is what life is. You know, we fail our way to success. Um, that's the name of the game. You know what I mean? But, um, it's, I'll put it to you this way, you know, a mistake that makes you humble is way better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. You know, you can really learn quite a bit from your mistakes. It's not there to define you. It's there to, it's there to make you grow. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about is changing your perspective. After a relapse, nobody's, nobody's feeling good about themselves you know, or very rarely, I should say, you know, especially when you have truly accepted the fact that you do have an issue and you go back on that revelation that you've made with yourself. I'll put it to you this way. Once you know you have a problem and you truly accept it and you know in your gut that you can't safely go back to getting high or, or even being, you know, having a good time in a social manner, once you know that you've crossed the line, you're getting high is ruined. 
this is just the truth. Um, people think that maybe I can, you know, if some, some ideas come into their head that um, maybe I can go back to the way it was. Maybe I was immature. Maybe, maybe I just need to uh, grow up a little bit and figure out a better way. What's one line or what's one pill going to do? No one, no one's going to know. And we, and we say a thousand different things to make it look enticing, you know, and, uh, and then, and then you get high and then you realize, wow, this sucks. You know, this is not what I made it out to be. And more times than not, you pick up right where you left off. And I'm not even just talking about, I'm not necessarily talking about the amount that you're using. That might not even happen. Although it did for me, I started using as much as I was when I was getting high after I relapsed, it went right back to where I left off. But what I'm actually talking about here, because that's not the case for everybody is you pick up right where you left off emotionally, like that feeling of, of, um, of just emptiness and being isolated and, and feeling like, feeling like you're a slave to something again. It's one of the loneliest, nastiest feelings. You know, it's really, um, it can really lead you into a dark place quick. So what you need to understand is you got to change your perspective. You got to understand that uh, mistakes are not going to define us in life unless we allow them to. Mistakes are going to help us grow. And if there was something if there was a decision that you made and you knew it was the wrong choice, guess what? You picked up information. That's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it as a learning experience. Now, this is much easier said than done in an overall sense, meaning, sure, it's easier when a year goes by and you look back on a mistake and you're like, okay, I learned from that, you know, and, and I can see I can, I can look at it in a different way, but what you're, but when you're in the moment and you just fucked up yesterday, it's like, it feels like it's the end of the world. And you think that when those emotions take over the feeling of shame, guilt, remorse, all that you're thinking about family, you're thinking about letting down your friends. It really does. It feels like the end of the world for some people. And this is a dangerous place to be because you're staring at your problem through a magnifying lens. And what I mean by that is you don't have the overview of your, of your life, meaning in, in like in 10 years, the mistake that you made might've been the best thing that ever happened to you. You know what I'm saying? And if it was something that you truly learned from, because pain is a strong motivator. And when people relapse, they experience a lot of pain. I know I did. And the idea is to learn from the pain. Pain is there to help you grow. Because the pain that you end up feeling is your intuition that is trying to point you in the right direction. I kind of look at it like you want to call it, a, you can call it like a belly barometer. You know what I mean? You know when you're doing something wrong and your gut is trying to tell you, uh-uh, this isn't the right thing to do. You better think about this. And you end up doing it. And you feel like shit. You know, you might have hurt somebody. You might have stolen something. You might have, whatever the case may be. You know, we, always, we all have that gut feeling, that, that gut check, those instincts 
that you can't explain, but we all have. So when you relapse and you're feeling like this, this is good. This is good that you're feeling like that. This is information. Your body is trying to tell you what it is that you need to do. Don't look at it. Don't look at this as something that is going to, oh, well, you messed up. So now you might as well keep going. <laughs> you know, I might as well uh, continue down this path because I threw away this time. Time doesn't mean shit. You know, you can have five years clean and you could be absolutely miserable. You know, just because you might have five years clean doesn't mean you're necessarily um, uh, thriving in recovery. And that's what we want. We want to thrive in recovery. And on the same token, you can have five weeks clean and be absolutely on fire. Be excited about life. Your perspective is good. Things are going well. You have optimism. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because the time, it really doesn't mean shit. It means nothing. You know, I would much rather have 20 days clean and be glowing and be feeling great about life than having 20 years and being miserable. Forget the time. It means nothing. Um, so th th you have to change your perspective. You have to come to terms with accepting what is. It is what it is. It's gone. You cannot control anything that has happened already. It's, it's already a figment of your imagination. It might as well not even be real. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't learn from the things that have happened. It means that you need to move the hell on. Because dwelling on what you fucked up on is a guaranteed way for your next move to fail as well. It's guaranteed. <laughs> if you're driving on the road, if you're driving your car, you want to know how you're guaranteed to crash is if you're staring in the rear view. If you're driving your car and you're, and you're not looking at the road and you're just driving looking in the rear view mirror, you're going to crash and burn. And it's no different with life. So you better get focused on, on moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other, focusing on the day, and, um, and uh, moving in the right direction. That's it. That's all there is that's left to do. And like I said, I've, I've relapsed as well. Many, many people have relapsed. So I don't feel like uh, this, isn't, this is a mistake that can't be undone because that's BS, you know? Get get over your harsh feelings. <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you a little kick in the ass. Like get over it. You know what I mean? Easier said than done, sure. But it's just the truth. It's just what you gotta do. It's over and done with. You know? The second thing I need you to do is to reflect. The only way that we can grow from our mistakes and from the challenges that we that we face is to reflect what contributed to this decision. What transpired before this happened? What can you do to, to, to change it? Um, what, you know, how, how will you avoid being in this position again next time? And what I mean by that is what were the triggers that, that were maybe mounting up? You know, I talk about the certain emotions that trigger people. Um, was it a certain, um, were you around a certain environment? You know, were you with friends that you maybe knew you shouldn't have been around? Um, or maybe you were in a place that you really shouldn't be in, you know? Were you honest with people in your life that can help hold you accountable? 
or were you completely isolated in the first place and you didn't have a support network to begin with to talk to? That's huge. You know, you got to put these little roadblocks in front of your path um, of getting high. You know, getting high is not the goal, of course. And so in order to overcome these cravings, these urges, we need to put ourselves in a position to win, you know, so you got to really reflect like, what, what can you do differently next time? What does your routine look like? Are you focused on? um, Do you go to meetings? Do you go to do you have an outpatient group that maybe you can join to at least have people to talk with that are maybe going through the similar things? Do you have a recovery coach? Is that possible for you? Maybe, maybe you're, um, maybe you're a person of faith and, and you lean on your religion and the church or your pastor or or rabbi, whatever the case may be, you know, we got to feel like we, we are heard and understood and can connect with people that truly want the best for us. You do not want to get clean to be isolated and by yourself. That is not the goal at all. The point of recovery is to have the type of a fruitful life that is out there and waiting for us. It's, it's, it's waiting for you. You know what I mean? So if you're not feeling good in your recovery, that is okay. Cause there are going to be down days as well. There's ups and downs. That's, that's life. But the, the life that you're looking for is out there. So, um, reflect on what went wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the third thing, which I touched on a little bit and it's, it's getting support. It's not just getting support though. It's also, uh, staying busy, you know? So you could say getting, getting support, staying busy, staying active. And this is crucial because when you, when you go through a relapse and, you trigger that that taste again and that feeling again uh, very very quickly and very rapidly. We can get back into that process. I mean, it happens very fast. So you got to do everything that you can to, to to really take up your time and to get outside of your of your mind because your mind is not going to be doing you any favors. Um, I've said before, your mind is a bad neighborhood that should be avoided at all costs, especially when we're getting clean at first, you know, I had to walk around, um, you know, my mind was a bad neighborhood that I had to walk around with company and a flashlight, you know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be there by myself. And, uh, so we got to, you really got to think about how are you spending your time? What type of activities um, do you have for yourself? Now, assuming you're working or going to school or whatever the case may be, what are you doing after that? What are you do- What does your morning routine look like? Um, what type of fulfillment do you have in your life? You know, do you have people that you um, can really talk with, whether it be family, uh, going, I mean, for me, for me, like I I went the meetings route. I mean, meetings was huge. I mean, it's huge for my recovery. Um, because I planned around it, 
You know, I, I, I knew I would go to work every day and I would think throughout the day, like, or I shouldn't say throughout the day, at some point in my day, I would start to think about what meeting am I going to afterwards, you know? And that's okay if you, if that's not for you and that's not something you're interested in. Um, but you got to be thinking about, okay, what am I doing after work? You know, maybe, um, maybe I, I should, okay, so I'm going to go home, I'm going to eat dinner and I'm going to plan out my afternoon. I'm going to draw if you like doing that, or I'm going to talk with, um, I'm going to link up with a family member and, and hang out with them for a little while. Or I'm going to link up with someone that I trust and that is a good influence for me. I'm not going to put myself in situations that are going to increase the chances of bad behavior. I'm going to put myself in a position to win. You know, I'm going to play basketball or join, you know, look into a rec league, whatever the case may be. I'm going to go fishing. Uh, you know, if you live near the beach, I'm going to go surfing, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's different for everybody. I'm going to start reading. There's a book that I've been really interested in. I'm going to, I'm going to learn, you know, I'm going to self-develop. I'm going to look into, um, developing myself and, and growing. So the idea is you cannot sit in your room and stare at the four walls. You know, or maybe you have a TV show, maybe you have your favorite show that you can, that you can binge on, whatever the case may be, you got to do something to, uh, to really keep yourself active. You know, um, maybe you need to see a therapist, uh, if you have insurance, because what you don't want is, um, is to really get back into, into your old ways. All it really takes is that, that one, two, three times and you're off to the races. And I know exactly what that's like. I remember I was, um, I might've, I might've spoken about this when I had nine months clean and I knew that I was making a huge mistake. This is the thing. I, I pretty much got the I pretty much got the efforts where I just didn't care because I was so miserable, you know, and, in in my sobriety, I just was not happy with where I was at. I started hanging out with old friends and I knew I was gonna, gonna get high. And, but I made like, I made like a negotiation with myself and you know, I kind of bullshitted myself. I was like, okay, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to smoke weed. That's it. I'm just going to smoke with my friends, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to end up doing the same stuff that I was doing before. I'm not going to, uh, pick up heroin or, or pills or anything like that. You know, I'm just going to smoke weed for a little bit and maybe I'll be able to do this for like once a week and, and I'll be fine. And I started smoking and within five minutes, I'm not even exaggerating. Within five minutes, I was already on the phone um, trying to uh, trying to get heroin. I mean, it was it's just that it was that quick for me because all I really needed was the excuse. You know, I just needed the excuse like uh, I, I'm just <laughs> I, I did a really good job of BSing myself because this is what we do. This is what we do. Our, and if you look back. If you look back 
or I'll, I'll keep it on me for right now. When I look back at the things that were changing for me, slowly but surely, I was just leading down this rabbit hole that I didn't even see happening because it was very subtle. You know, my routine started to change. My attitude started to come back. Um, I was a little bit more snappy with people at work. I was a little bit more, um, I, I wasn't going to meetings anymore. I, um, I started getting, you know, I started getting really frustrated, like really quick. And it's a lot of people think that relapses, like, listen, they're not random. They're not random at all. It's a buildup of choices beforehand that mount up over, over the course of uh, days, weeks, and months prior. They're very subtle changes because what recovery is about is about changing your mindset. It's about changing your attitudes and behaviors and starting to live on a, on a, uh, if you want to call it a spiritual basis. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not saying you, you need to believe in God, but, but there is a certain spiritual, um, aspect to developing yourself, to becoming your better self. That's it. That's there's some spirituality to be gained in there because you change your perspective in yourself, you know, and, and it's developing a healthy relationship with your higher self. That's essentially what it is. When you start to tap into your potential, um, it's a, it's a spiritual thing because it, it's humbling. And you start to live in gratitude and you start to view the world differently and the and your inner world differently. And that's huge. That is becoming, that is a spiritual process, you know? Um, now, if you ask a hundred people what spirituality is, uh, you'll get a hundred different answers. But I, I really do believe that that is a part of it, you know? It's being connected to a higher source and you can even make that connection with yourself to your higher potential. We always have a higher potential. Um, and so I know I'm going off a little bit uh, on, on, a, on a tangent here, but um, what relapse is, is it's, it's pulling us back into our old, old behaviors. And this happens over the course of time. If you look at recovery, like I was just saying, is becoming your better self and growing as an individual. Look at also relapse is really just the last thing to occur when you're on the down, you're sloping, you're going down the wrong path. You know, you're you're pulling away from your best self over the course of time. And the relapse is really just the last thing to happen. So don't don't get it twisted that oh, this is one random, random event. Even if it seems like a random event, you will be able to, to you'll be able to connect the dots um, of maybe some things that changed prior to that happening. You know, maybe some things in your routine changed. You weren't honest with people. Uh, you know, your sleeping patterns changed. You started being okay with being bored and not taking up your time. You started maybe complaining more. Your attitude started to shift. It started to suck. And you were looking at things in a pessimistic way. This all plays into it. It really does. It seems small, but it's, uh, it's big over the, course of, uh, over the course of time. You know, so um, these are the three things that are really, really important. You know, what to do after a relapse. You got one, 
change your perspective. You got it too. Reflect, reflect on what happened. What are the things that led up to this? And three, get support, get active. Got to take up your time with things. Um, do not, you know, do, do like I said before, like just dwelling on, on things that are now out of your control is only going to make things worse. It will never get better. Um, focusing on something that is out of your control. I mean, that, that will drive someone nuts. So, um, it's not a mistake if you learn from it. And like I said, I don't care if you got five years. I don't care if you got 10, 20, 30 years. It happens. It really does. People do fall back after, after that amount of time. But at the end of the day, if, uh, if you grew from it, it's all good. You know, it's all love. I think what happens with a lot of people with time is that it's a real shot to the ego. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get up there in years and, um, you know, you know what it took to get there and you lose the time after you make a mistake, it's very easy to dwell and be like, what was I doing? Like, what was I thinking? But at the end of the day, you really don't know how this is going to benefit you and maybe somebody else. Look at it this way. If this ever happens to somebody, maybe, maybe the reason why, like, for instance, someone I'm very close with, he relapsed after 12 years. And, uh, and obviously he, uh, it was a rough time for him, but now, you know, he's got, he's got even more than that now. And he's able to connect his experience with what he went through after relapsing throughout that time to now help people who have been in, who are now going through similar situations. So this has actually contributed to his recovery because he can connect to people on a different level. Who, have, who are going through the same things. Like you never know why you go through certain things in life, even traumatic things. You know, we can't define what is good and what is bad for us. Because what I've come to realize is something that I thought was an absolute disaster and, and the things that were uh, terrible in my life and extremely painful, I labeled them as bad. Guess what? A couple of years go by and now I look at them as, wow, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I would not be where I am today if that thing didn't happen. But in the moment, you think it's the end of the world. This is very important, you know, and this is a part of the first thing that I talked about here is changing your perspective. Believe me, things that seem really bad or seem really negative or seem like they're going to define you, they're, they're there to be an obstacle to make you to make you grow stronger and to be able to possibly help someone else someday. So um, that's what I got for you guys today. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day and uh, and I will see you on the next one.